Hey, listeners, thank you so much for joining us for the second season of Midlife at the Mailbox. Over eight years ago, Denise and I met during a chance meeting at our neighborhood mailbox. Over the years, our friendship has blossomed into something bigger. We can't wait to tell you all about it. And although we no longer share a mailbox, we really are closer than ever in real life. This meeting at the mailbox inspired a friendship, a business relationship, a lot of laughs, a couple tears, and now a podcast. So come along and listen in. We're so glad you're here. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to the mailbox. If you're new to our podcast, we're so happy you found us. We're Amy Alexander, and I'm Denise Rabat. We're two midlife besties who met at their neighborhood mailbox over eight years ago. And the truth is, the idea of this podcast came out of a walk one morning when I was in my neighborhood, and I thought, I'd love to have a podcast. I think that's the way to go. And the person on the line that I wanted to do it with, of course, was Amy Alexander, and she most certainly said yes. And here we are. We're at the beginning of season two on our fourth, well, this will be our 15th episode. And I'm definitely that yes friend. I'm definitely the friend that if you want something, come to me. We will make it happen. Um, We're very excited to release this new season. We've been working on kind of a new format for our episodes. Think of it as a part lifestyle, part business. So you'll get a little bit of Denise and I just in our element, kind of off the cuff, like we're recording today. And then you'll get you'll get episodes where they're a little bit more formal, where we're having a casual interview with a friend or an acquaintance or somebody that we have networked with, which brings me to our episode that we launched on February 9th, which was our first episode of the season, where we interviewed a connection of mine that, truth be told, helped to save me thousands and thousands of dollars. She also taught us that face-to-face networking, it's not over and organizational processes are the key to success in business. So if you haven't had a chance to listen, we'd highly encourage you to go back and hit play. Yeah, such a good interview, such a good interview, especially if you're a solopreneur, own your own small business, or even if you're just looking for ideas on how to network. Um, I think you'll really enjoy Stephanie German, who's the consultant in our uh, Amy's friend we're talking about here, who happens to also be from my hometown. So anyone listening in the 559, there's a Fresno connection. There's always is, always a Fresno connection, no matter what. <laughs> so six degrees of separation. Um, Fresno but be- is like four. <laughs> <laughs> Before we dive into today's mailbox moment, Denise and I wanted to just take a second and reintroduce ourselves for those new listeners out there or those who've been listening to to us for a while, but forgot what it is that we do for a living outside of our midlife at the mailbox hosting. Tell us, what do you do? She's so excited. I know. Since we talked, gosh, the last time we recorded was in October. Um, Last time we talked to everyone casually. But if, if you don't know or don't remember, I'm a career coach. I'm a career and communications consultant and coach. I work I have my own business and private practice, and then I also do some consulting on the side for LHH or Lee Hecht Harrison, which is a career transition company. Um, I'm also a you know, parent, a wife, and a loving mom to my two little ones. I've got an 11-year-old and a six-year-old. But really, in my business and my coaching practice, I try to meet people where they are and help them to reach their career goals, whatever that looks like for them. So we, work, we can work on branding, resume, uh, tips, interview 
interviewing mock interviews. That's my sweet spot. Um, telling your story, um, all things that we can work on together in uh, your career transition and career development. Offer negotiation. I was just talking to a gentleman yesterday who had multiple offers in hand and I was really excited for him. And we were trying to figure out how he's going to like decide which one, right? And that's that's a great problem to have. But um, that kind of work is really meaningful to me. And so that's why I do it. So um, I live in Southern California. I'm like in North Orange County now, uh, originally from Fresno, as you uh, as you shared earlier, we're the same hometown as Stephanie, but I lived in Southern California for most of my years, except when I lived in Glenview, Illinois for 16 months. But um, the best Which thing I took out of there- together. <laughs> yeah, the best thing I got out of there was my friendship with Amy and the Alexander family. Uh, the cold wasn't for me, but uh, <laughs> nicest people there, especially my my- my friend Amy here. So that's Aww. a little bit about me. But yeah, the last couple of months I've been up to working on my business, really taking the time to think about planning. And, and I did a manifesto for my business. I think we'll talk about that Ooh. a little bit. But, but yeah, I've been doing that. But then also, you know, trying to yeah work on more quality time in my marriage and with my kids. Um, last year, I was also consumed with being the president of my the school uh, my children go to the, the PTA or the parent teacher uh, association of our school. And it was a big job, big undertaking, really a full-time job. And so now that that volunteer, excuse me, that volunteer role has ended, it's time uh, to focus back on, you know, my business and, and my family. So that's what I've been up to. Well, awesome. I'm so lucky to have you as a co-host, co-partner, co-producer, friend, person that I can, um, you know, tell everything to. And uh, I'm excited that we are continuing this journey together into season two. Same girl, same. <laughs> so about me. Yeah, what have you been up to? Sorry, I'm sitting there in a, in a little bit of a lull. What have you been up to the past few months? Tell us, tell the listeners a little bit about you, but also what you've been working on. You've had a ton going on. Oh my gosh, what do I do? I feel like it's a crazy loaded question. Um, well, I just hit my fourth decade of life and I still feel like I'm figuring it out. So I'm curious for our listeners out there, do you feel like this? Like that you are still trying to figure out what it is that you want to do, what makes you happy, what you know makes you get out of bed every single day. And I feel like I'm still doing that. Um my background has always been in sales. I have worked in retail. I have sold Groupons. I have traveled the Midwest uh, with clothing in my in the trunk of my minivan, bringing in racks and racks of ladies' clothing into cute little boutiques across the Midwest. Um, but eight years ago, I pivoted to focus on marketing. Um, I had a position that I was selling digital marketing solutions to builders and just one day woke up and I realized these services would do so much better if these builders had somebody that was able to implement the services that I was selling. And so the wheels 
started turning and I pivoted and I wanted to focus on working at that point with builders on how to market their homes. And over the years, that sort of pivoted to working just within the small business space. So today I am the boss of all things. I change my title daily, um, but I kind of like that I do everything within A2 sales and marketing. I consult or if I, as I as I will also call it, do it for you, where I will manage your content development, your social, your email marketing. And then I also one-on-one coach small business owners on ways to grow their business through the use of content development, social, and email marketing strategies. Um, In December, I hosted my first first uh, webinar as a two, I had a great turnout and turned that into a um, the ability for small group coaching where I launched an Instagram course called Think Like Instagram, where with a maximum of six students, I teach them how to create a social strategy. Um, I teach them about Instagram and how to use the strategy and the platform uh, to post and create a community uh, with their uh, potential audience. Um and potential people that would want to do business with them. So that's kind of what I've been up to in addition to our planning for our podcast this season. So fun. And I'm a student in your Instagram coaching and I'm learning a lot. So we're happy to to have a hockey mom extraordinaire, right? Yes. A hockey mom. We're entering our playoffs this starting this weekend. So I spend a lot of time at the ice rink and working and out myself. In, it's not cold enough in Chicago. You have to go into a building that also is cold, right? Correct. Correct. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but we love the hockey world. So for all of our listeners out there that are that are hockey fans or hockey moms <laughs> and dads, you know, I'm I'm right there with you. <laughs> That's awesome. Cool. Well, yeah, I mean, we're like I said, we're Amy said we're gonna you know compartmentalize our midlife moments in these little mini episodes, right? That we're that we're planning. So uh because we thought sometimes our midlife moments kind of, you know, weren't a lot of the episodes in season one. So we thought, well, why not make them their own little mini episodes and then you know have a lot of special guests here. So so um yeah, I mean, I'll just kind of jump in on my midlife moment, which I think is something I always knew about midlife, but I'm act and I've observed it in other people, and now I'm really in it right and feeling it right and it's just some of the like phenomenon that many of you have may have felt if you're in midlife or maybe even before it but um feeling like you're a part of the sandwich generation right or this you're in time in your life when you're in a sandwich right um and that's really from a caregiving sandwich right um so you know you've got your own let's say you have children or your own family or dependents you're taking care of right and that are depending on you in your life but then also other people in your life, your your parents or other fam- elderly members of your family, or not even elderly members, just family people in your life that are adults that you're also providing care for, or you know, support or whatever that looks like, right? And so, um, I've watched a lot of friends go through it. Like some of my friends' parents have had Alzheimer's or dementia. Um, you know, parents have passed, and and you know, watch them struggle with you know, taking care of their own, they have young children themselves, and then trying to take care of their own parents. And so, and now I'm kind of, you know, in a phase right now where that's kind of happened to me. And while I'm not, you know, physically taking care of 
one of my parents, but um, yeah, he's had some health problems the past like six weeks, eight weeks. Like I had all this big plan, right? In 2023, I was going to tackle all these coaching goals and things. And I had my manifesto. I, you know, and my parents have been pretty healthy, actually, most of the pandemic. I mean, they did get COVID, but I mean, they thankfully were able to come out of that relatively easily with um, medications and all of the vaccines that they'd had. But you know, so now I'm, you know, January, I get a call from my mom. It was actually, she tried calling me five times in the middle of the night, note to self. Um, even if you have, you know, your, your do not disturb and your favorites on your iPhone, if your ringer's not on, it's not going to ring. So um, I learned that the hard way one night when um, I woke up to like five missed calls from my mom and texts to my husband from my mom saying, you know, call right away. Dad's gone to the hospital. Um, he's having chest pains. And I thought, oh my goodness, like, Oh, wow. Like this is, this is serious. Not good. So, yeah. It's serious. Yeah, not scary. Good. So my dad, yeah, my dad's had, you know, coronary heart disease for many years. And so, so, you know, got the call. He was stable at that point. Um, and you know, they thought they, you know, he went home a couple of days later. They, they thought they figured out the problem, you know, which was AFib. So they, you know, I went up there shortly after and was able to, you know, support my mom and, you know, get them on their feet and thought that solved the issue. But then fast forward to like a couple of weeks ago, like, and it was still kind of causing him issues. He was still having chest pain, still and not feeling well. And so he went back anyway, long story short, he's going to need a major surgery um, tomorrow actually. And so, you know, I'm going to back to Fresno um, to see them. And if you don't know, Fresno is like about a four hour drive from where I am. That's where I grew up. That's where my parents live. And and then, but then they're my own little ones, right? And they're not only their activities, but you know, last week my kids were sick, um, you know, stomach flu. You know, there was a, a performance, and and so it's just it's a lot. There's it's always something. And, yeah, it's stressful, and you know, being four hours away is always like, you know, I've always known it's going to be a challenge when things start to get, you know, things start to get a little bit more, you know, complicated with my parents' health, but. You know, it really kind of took me a little bit of a surprise this month. Everything kind of seemed like it was been okay. Like it's a little bit of a, a little bit of a surprise. Um, so yeah, so now I'm just readjusting and reconfiguring. Um, you know what that looks like, right? And so he's having this major surgery. I mean, be in the hospital a week, and um, it's not an easy one. It's gonna be like a 12 week recovery. So yeah, so just you know, kind of. I don't know, reconfiguring, like, you know, it's my birthday this weekend, but, you know, all those plans are scrapped and just, you know, wanting my dad to get, you know, recover from the surgery, be okay. And that's the most important thing. But I mean, yeah, it's hard, you know, so that's what I've been kind of dealing with. So, so what is your, what is your plan? So you're going to go up to Fresno and be there with your mother and, you know, obviously through your dad's recovery, what is your plan? How do you anticipate being able to be helpful to them as well as be the wife, mother and coach that you are? How how do you see yourself kind of balancing everything? Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, you know, supporting the caregiver, which at this point is my mom, um, is like a really important piece of the early, you know, or what I'm kind of observing is the early, um, is the, you know, it's the first thing I can do, right? Because at first we'll be in the hospital for a whole week. So, I mean, there's nothing we can really, you know, we'll go to visit and things like that, but there's nothing we can physically do or, you know, there's nothing right. for us to do except provide support, listen, make sure, you know, hopefully, you know, things go smoothly and, and we just, you know, so being there for her is first, but I find that a little bit of my work often takes, um, 
it takes my mind off things. And I've been recording here today, which I could be getting a pedicure, some other things that I had on my list, but I, you know, it really does actually make, it provides some stress relief for me, if that's odd, but um, to say, <laughs> but it does to like work on something and not have to think about, you know, or maybe focus on the worry or what's coming, right? And, you know, we learn a lot of that in like, you know, when you're trying to work on your mental clarity or mental health, sure. right, in terms of like, you know, controlling anxiety about, you know, living in this moment right now, right? I mean, I can't control what's going to happen tomorrow, but, you know, trying to control what happens today and my mindset today. So, um, so yeah, so, you know, being there, just supporting my mom, you know, at first, and then, you know, once he does go home, it'll probably be like, you know, back and forth for a bit, just I guess, um, you know, I don't know. We don't know. It's back and forth news. from back and Fresno. forth from yeah. home to Fresno. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. You know, when they actually, when he's actually home and, and recovering. Right. I mean, sure. yeah, we don't quite know what, what the next 12 weeks looks like, but, you know, just trying to be flexible and nimble, but yeah, I'm, I find it like having some goals and not like flailing around flailing is a word I love, um, is, is you know, is helpful with that. So, sure. Um, yeah. So and my, I'm, my brother is super helpful. Um, and so is my husband. My husband went through this. My husband, Chris, went through, you know, he's, his father passed away about six years or five and a half years ago. And sure. so he, he he did this and he, you know, so he's counseled. It was one of the lot. reasons that you that you went back from Illinois early, too, mm-hmm. because yeah. of his parents health. Yeah. 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 His dad was in. Uh, had a terminal disease. And so we, you know, it was a diagnosis that came in after we, shortly after we moved. So, um, but yeah, I mean, so he's been through this. And so, you know, he's like, really a lot of this, you know, help is helping your mom, right? Or the caregiver, right? Like a lot of it, a lot of it is that. So, um, so that's what I'm doing. And he's going to hold down the floor here. He did a great job two weeks, two, three weeks ago. So um, he'll, he'll continue to do that with the kids. And I have a great support system here too. But yeah, I mean, it's a sandwich, right? I mean, if you could see my hands, like one side and then the other side, right? Like, you know, like kids and their normal, you yep. know, their normal things they that happen to them, like stomach flu or Valentine's Day. I mean, look at these Valentine's Day cards, you know, things like whatever, or having some worked in their backyard right now so if you might hear some things all of it all there. of all of it still continues in the midst yeah, of so, in the midst yeah, of I can really feel now I physically know what it means to truly be a sandwich because you know my my dad's had other health things but and my mom too over the years but maybe if I only had one child or maybe I didn't have any children at the time it was happening and my Ella was young when my dad was diagnosed with leukemia and so it was different. There wasn't school. And I guess I was younger too. I don't know. It was 10 years ago, maybe more agile. Yeah. But this time it feels way heavier. Um, and uh, yeah. So, you know, I think you're also, I think you're balancing more too. I think that's the big piece is that, you know, you don't want to let anybody down from your mom to your dad to your clients that you're working with, to your husband, to your kids, you want to be able to be everything to everyone. And I think at this time, you have to figure out how you can be the one thing that you need to be, right? While still being able to put the energy into the things that, you know, that will that will help you move forward. So for example, your work, right? Like that's something that will help you to 
maybe think about things a little bit less and gives you give you something to focus on in the midst of in the midst of you know all of your stress that you're dealing with right now yeah working with my clients working on the podcast that's all creative energy and outlet that like is productive for me like um and so like even last night I you know taking Samantha Board, Dr. Samantha Boardman, never gonna like <laughs> miss an episode without a mention of Dr. Boardman. But I was tired. Um, it was not necessarily in the mood, but a friend of ours from school had a book club. And I'd actually read the book because it was like earlier in the week. I hadn't read it, I've had it for like three weeks. I hadn't read it and I thought, you know, I'm just gonna do one thing that's positive right now. So I read instead of like worrying about surgery he was going to have I was like I'm going to read this book it's a fifth grade book called Ghost Boys and it's about like um it's just about a little boy in Chicago and what if you look it up it's it's for African-American History Month interesting really good book um and so I I thought I'm going to read it and it was an easy read around 100 pages right and then I was finishing it up yesterday I'm like I'm so tired though maybe I just skip the book club I was like nope Dr. Boardman I remember she said it physically tired, but go, go to do yep. the social thing. Try it out and just go for an hour. Well, you know, I never, Denise never goes for an hour, but I went, I went for like three hours and I had fun. I had a glass of champagne. I, we talked about the book. It was talked, caught up with my friends. Like I did feel pretty energized. I mean, today I'm tired, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. But sometimes that's also what you need. And you know, I've been talking to, um, I started part of my, my goals this, Mm -hmm. this year, um, outside of work is I wanted to start talking to a therapist. So I actually found this lovely woman who is not only a therapist, but she's also a life coach, which is perfect for what I need because I needed somebody help me to move things forward. And I love your example from Samantha Boardman about going and like reading this book and just doing that thing. Because sometimes one of the, one of the things that um, she taught me is when something seems like stressful and something seems like out of reach or just a little bit too hard for what you physically can manage at that moment, how do you break that, that down by half to be able to, um, to be able to take that step to move forward. So was it, you know, you know what I'm, I maybe in your mind going to the book club was a little bit more of a stretch, but the first thing that you needed to do to be able to kind of go to the book club was to read the book. So you took that little step and you read the book. It could have ended there, but you, you know, you were like, okay, I did that. I'm good. I can go and I can do that next thing. So I feel like too, with, with everything going on within your family is the same type of thing. Like let's break it down. What are, what is it something that I can control right now? Is it, i just need to get to Fresno so that I can be there to support my mom. Yep. Okay. Now, once I'm in Fresno, can I add something else to my plate? And so that's been something that's been really helpful for me in terms of being able to move the needle in certain projects or move the needle towards um, things within my health or going and working out or even just getting out of bed every single morning. So, you know, breaking it down by half, that's been, that's been something that's been constantly going in my mind. And I feel like a really good, potentially helpful tool for you to think about as you're embarking on the next few weeks of um, 
the surgery and then the post-surgery recovery with your dad. Yeah, I, I think you're really right. And I'm super proud of you, right? I mean, you've, you've addressed, you know, you're tackling the thing that needs to be tackled, right? I mean, you, you're not letting it, you know, you're not lying down with it, right? Like, you know, you're not just letting that, that feeling simmer, right? You're taking proactive steps to like somehow, you know, try to combat the feeling that you know isn't you, right? It's not Amy's, right? Though, right? Like you're going to therapy, you're trying to do those, yeah, progress, not perfection, right? Little, what's one thing Definitely. that a lot, of, a lot of times I tell my candidates too, like from the career development side, what's one thing you could do today? One thing to like change. It doesn't have to be 20 things, right? And I, I have to tell myself that too personally a lot of times as well. Um, so uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I think that's a really good segue into when you talk about that one thing, one of the pieces that I work on with a lot of my clients in their, in their coaching is when we're trying to develop goals is I was introduced a few years ago to a book called the four disciplines of execution. Um, one of the co-authors is Sean Covey. It kind of sits under like the Franklin Covey kind of brand of, um, of business services that they offer, but it was a great, great read in the sense that it gives you something one so they call it the wig. So the wildly important goal, it's the one oh. thing that you need to work towards every day to meet that goal. And so, for example, um, if I said like in 2023, my goal is to build various revenue streams for A2, that's really, really very vague. Like what does building various revenue streams mean? How am I going to get there? So you know, kind of going back and like, okay, let's break that down. If I said I wanted to create and sell six sold out group coaching sessions, like group coaching groups. So if I have six people that are in my groups, I want to have six of those. And I want to sell those throughout the year and, and have all that under my belt by October, that would actually be a really great wig because it's something that is measurable. So where I'm setting like, if I'm going to do this, it's going to be done by this and it's going to, it's going to equal this. And it's like kind of almost like a mathematical equation in some respects. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what I've been working on is I'm setting up that wig for myself. And how am I going to tackle getting to that point where I'm selling out of six group coaching sessions? So that would mean I'm going to set up these lead mem- these lead measures, excuse me, which are trackable weekly goals to meet that one wig. Um, And so I think that that could be things that you could even put into your life right now. Denise, as you're dealing with all of the, you know, family stuff that's going on, because what you don't want to lose sight of is the thing that you have been working so hard for, right? You're still going to have you still have LHH, like those clients are still going to be coming. They're still going to be on, on, on your calendar, but then you also still have, you know, your, um, your responsibilities to our podcast and you have your responsibilities to your coaching and continuing to build momentum while you're going through these stresses. And I think just being able to, to, to have these like kind of bite-sized pieces that are, um, workable for you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that um, you're absolutely right. And and that's what I think will help me kind of that consistency and maybe a structure like, you know, instead of, you know, 
And I think to a lot of it's like replacing some things that I probably would have done mindlessly, right? A lot of us might be guilty of like, you know, scrolling on Instagram or Facebook, like, you know, we, we go to see my dad and then we come back and, you know, we're trying to supposedly quote unquote decompress, right? Not productive, but could I have been like writing an email, right? Or like, you know, doing something for my business or for the podcast, of course. And that actually, then I would walk away with something tangible, right? Other than, you know, rather than ruminating and, in, in, you know, some thoughts, you know, that I was probably having by like, but, you know, scrolling But both of them, but that's important too, like taking the time to decompress. So that could be the, okay, that could be your goal. All right, I'm going to sit down. Does two emails seem like it's doable for me to put together two emails? Two emails too much? Okay, one email. Does one email seem good? Okay, I can get one email done. And then when you're in the midst of writing that one email, you know what? I think I can make it to two. And then when I'm done with my two, then I'm going to set myself up. I have 10 minutes that I can scroll Instagram and I can look at, you know, and I can, you know, no FOMO, no FOMO. You will get on your trip. Um, but where you can, you know, you've got these, these, these little moments where you're rewarding yourself from doing the, you know, the proactive behavior that you're, that you're trying to set yourself up with. So that is a little bit of something too, you know, kind of, you know, added into your conversation that I've been working on, right? So the goal setting, um, you know, kind of figuring out how I can break things down by half in order to get things done. And a lot of the process and planning conversation that we had with Stephanie in our episode, our first episode mm-hmm. is things that I do every single, like that I'm, and I'm really trying to put into, in, into practice. It's not something that is a habit yet, but on Mondays, I've been trying to sit down and map out my week, put in different blocks, blocks of time as to like when I'm going to do client work and, um, when I'm going to do uh, podcast work and when I'm going to work on A2, just my business itself. So same types of things. I think, you know, as you continue with these next 12 weeks, like those are the things that, you know, to keep in mind is let's break it down by half, but I'm also going to plan. I'm going to plan time that is going to be focused on, you know, LHH, on DR career coaching and the podcast so that things don't get lost in the midst of the whirlwind of everything that's going on outside of your, your day-to-day job. So, um, well, we broke down the sandwich for everybody, right? I mean, is anyone else (laughs) out there in a sandwich? I'm sure there's tons of people in the sandwich, right? And so how are you guys getting through it, right? If, if you have any relatable, I mean, I can't think of anything more midlife than sandwich, right? It was just waiting. It was bound to happen. So great. Well, thanks, everybody. We're trying out this format. We're doing this midlife moment where we have a little bit more of a conversation. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we will have our next interview with another uh, special guest coming soon. And that's a wrap for this week. In season two, our goal is to share actionable tips with you. We hope this podcast episode leaves you feeling encouraged and full of midlife energy. But don't go away yet. Be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're there, click to join our email list. We promise we'll send only meaningful content. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram too for the show at midlife at the mailbox or our individual accounts for our own tips and tricks at amylalex28 and Denise Rabat. That's Denise with a Y. Thanks, mom. (laughs) So that we can come into your inbox each week and your feed almost daily. If you're a seasoned listener or just found us, 
We're glad you did. Make sure that you are following our show on your favorite podcast platform. And if you like what you hear, please share our episode with your midlife bestie and leave us a five-star review so more awesome listeners like you can discover Midlife at the Mailbox. We release new episodes every other week on Thursdays. At least we try. Our podcast is a production from the minds of two midlife besties and produced with love by the very creative Amy Alexander and Denise Rabat. Professional video and audio editing by Hivecast. See you at the mailbox. Bye.